0: Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast, a podcast that's all about inspiring, unconventional, and different thinking, and encouraging you to make positive change for yourself, others, and the world around you. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Hammer. and in this episode, we continue to look at client questions of me, particularly in this episode around development how do I continue to fan the flames of my own personal and professional development and what that might mean or how that might be supportive of you if you're thinking about how you continue to learn, grow, develop and evolve through your life and your career. So listen in. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. And as I've already mentioned, this podcast episode is all about development and a question that a client asked me about how I continue to focus and stay connected with my own personal and professional growth and development. So as I dive into this topic of what do I do to keep developing? Maybe the place to start is to, to answer the or to ask the question, why would you want to develop? Then you know, what is development? And then we'll get into that how, the mechanics of what personally I do and how that might be something you could also consider. Let's start with why. I think it'd be fair to say that life and work is at times pretty complex. There's a lot of variables that we need to consider in life and work and some of them are known and many of them aren't it's also fair to say i think whether it be a result of um covert 19 or other factors within organizational life to do with everything from esg and climate change and environmental concerns to increase regulatory requirements to competing and Uh, partnering globally to whatever it might be. Organizational life, if I would just put that context specifically, is increasing in its complexity and its pace. And this is one of the key reasons why development can be incredibly helpful. And in, in fact, I would say essential. Development is the key to navigating complexity. The more complex, the more multifaceted life, work, Career becomes the increased likelihood that that complexity will overwhelm our own thinking and understanding. and the pragmatics are that it is near on impossible to solve a problem that we don't understand. In fact, I'll go as far as to say it's actually impossible to solve a problem we don't even notice exists so the intent or the reason why development is so important and continuing to develop our deeper understanding of ourselves and the world around us is that it allows us to notice potential opportunities issues or challenges early enough in order to be able to respond rather than simply react to them we we get the opportunity to get ahead of the curve so to speak of the complexity that is coming our way so that we can be prepared for it we can understand how we're going to work with it not necessarily resolve it because because complexity might not be resolvable but navigate in a way that enhances our thrivability in for want of a better phrase our anti-fragility in order to respond and thrive through complexity not Hope or survive through complexity so that's the real why um, development is key to navigating complexity and continuing to develop is essential as we continue to live busy lives in our careers and professional lives and our personal lives so what is development and how might it de- differ from learning or growth well learning as i understand it and i make sense of it for myself personally is about learning new content new knowledge new um, understandings about how something works or what something is growth is the application of that learning in terms of how i continue to expand and uh, and grow my skills capabilities know-how to navigate my current complexity in my current world development on the other hand is not necessarily externally oriented, like gaining new knowledge or applying a new skill development is expanding our awareness and our sense of self in this way it's not more thinking per se or more skills it's radically different or quantum difference in how we think about things how we think about ourselves how we think about the world around us how we understand our place in all of that so development is about Expanding our awareness and our sense of who am i in the world around us. Becoming more open and integrated in our understandings of these. So that gets me to the how. How do we do development as opposed to learning a new skill? Because because development is complexity of mind rather than competence in a behavior or um, an ability to recall information. Well, one way of thinking about how I do development is, well, it's easy, actually, um, but it's not. But the easiest way to think about it is I, I have a way of thinking about the world where life is my teacher, where every single event that occurs is presented to me so that I can learn something more about who I am and who I am becoming. So that requires, if life is my teacher, Everything from the flowers that are outside my front door to opening the gate out in front of my house and stepping onto the footpath and observing the cars passing or the person passing me on the sidewalk. If everything is a teacher, then that requires that I, to the best that I'm able to in each moment, remain present to each moment fully alive to it fully awake to it not thinking about what happened yesterday or what's planning for tomorrow even though those things are also very important obviously but it's about always being present in the moment as best as I am able to in each moment and to then have what I call always on reflection now always on reflection reflection is an essential element to fostering development and wisdom. So understanding that in each moment there is an opportunity to observe what is occurring, to be on the balcony of what is occurring, not just a subject to life but simultaneously a subject and an observer of life. And now when I say observer, i um, it's it's I would say it's more like a witness. It's it's observing life without interpretation. So it's about being an observer of life, no interpretation, not trying to make meaning in every moment by just observing how life is unfolding and its relationship to myself. So that sounds like okay how do you do that <laughs> is what I'm asking myself as I as I ponder this element of life is a teacher and therefore it's always on uh, reflection is about thinking about development through three fundamental or exploration of self through three fundamental domains i remember i was running a a session with a colleague of mine a little while ago where we unpacked these three domains and explored them as doorways to self-understanding and also ways of healing or working with confusions disturbances or um uh, cognitive dissonances within and through each of these three domains where the aim being is to wake up more to the fullness of our essential nature and my essential nature to clean up any residual disturbances traumas unhappiness whatever that might be and to continue to grow up to to the fullness of our um, awareness the fullness of our true nature and here are the three domains they're pretty simple body mind and spirit let's start with body so The last few years, I've really been focusing on my somatic awareness. And my somatic awareness is all about the physical, physiological sensations I experience in my body as I begin to bring awareness and a full body scan of my awareness through my body. And what I mean by that is not thinking per se, but really paying attention to noticing how uh, my awareness, my energy, for one of a better phrase, how effortlessly it flows through my body from the crown of my head through to the tips of my toes and noticing an awareness scan of the, uh, my felt sense of my body and noticing where, for one of a better phrase, my energy feels like it's in flow, effortlessly, effortlessly flowing from the crown of my head through the tips of my toes and where it might be getting stuck. And what I mean by stuck is where it feels like um, a, a density of or a, or a stuckness or a trapness of my own felt sense of my body. That might show up in a sense of I can't feel a part of my body or I, um, I feel like I, a tension or a pain or something. But it's just noticing when I, my, my felt sense of who I am feels like it's flowing easily and effortlessly through my physical body and where it feels like it's getting stuck. Now, if I notice it's getting stuck, that through um, some of the work I've been working on through the Rosen method, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that, around understanding how our physical body stores early childhood or early life trauma. Or disturbances those things where we're not quite able to move effortlessly or we're not given permission to move effortlessly through life whether that be you know talking or dancing or movement or um, things that kids do all the time and we through um, social conditioning learn how to contra constrain ourselves in some way and that comes out as constriction in our body so for me one of the key areas that I'm developing within or through is gaining a real-time awareness of how my body feels for me as I move through the world and noticing when it feels like it's free and flowing and effortless and when it feels like it's constrained or, you know, in essence, playing small and noticing when that occurs and then bringing my awareness, my presence to that element of my body, whether it be in my hips or my knees or my ankles or my back or my shoulders or my arms or my neck or my throat or whatever it might be, and just bringing my awareness to those parts of my body and reflecting on why that might be occurring. Why am I feeling tight in my throat right now? Now, taking an even deeper dive on this, there's been some significant work Um, through thousands of years through Buddhism and Hinduism about chakras and chakras of the body from uh, base right through the crown of a head and each of those chakras holding energy bodies about how we understand and how we navigate the world. And if I notice something is caught in my throat, for example, then that suggests to me that it's uh, in some way I'm feeling an inability to speak about something. That's a point of reflection. So in this way, one doorway into development and increasing or expanding our awareness of self is understanding how our body is communicating what feels natural or what feels constrained the second domain is mind mind noticing what thoughts we have In each moment and what recurring patterns of how we think about things our mind is presenting us this requires again being present to our thoughts and our feelings in real time not the physical feelings we're going to feel through our body but the emotional the mental feelings we're feeling if feeling joy or sadness or fear or guilt or excitement or contentment or whatever it might be or the very thoughts of I'm okay I'm doing well or I'm worried or concerned here or I'm not sure I can do this or whatever those thoughts might be and noticing what thoughts I might be having in certain situations and understanding and taking the time to understand why they might be occurring. Again, this is about noticing and being present to my own thoughts in real time and being present to them and then reflecting upon what might be triggering those, whether that be in my external world like a, a, a situation or event or in my internal world, um, a memory that is getting in the way of me being present in the moment. And then the third consideration here is all about spirit. And this is awareness itself. One of the ways I think about this is through psychosynthesis. It speaks about our future self or our higher self, our intuitive element of the very true nature of who we are that wants to speak to us constantly throughout every day version of ourselves that is always present and yet gets uh gets filtered out or constrained through the veil of mind this element of awareness before thought that allows us to have intuitive knowing about what is occurring for us independent of or in concert with the physical sensations and or the mental constructions that we create this third pathway Recognizing where, when we don't feel, or I don't feel, in flow with life itself. Not this is not happening at a physical level or a mental level. This is a it, it's a deeper knowing. It, things just don't feel right, or they feel totally in flow. Like I'm in one with life's unfolding. That is another marker of noticing when I'm feeling in flow or out of flow with life itself, and what's occurring for me in order for that to be the case or not and then taking that information from those three domains, body, mind, and spirit, and using that information, for want of a better phrase, to wake up to more of my aliveness, my um, vitality, my true or essential nature, cleaning up those things that distract me from living through my true nature, and then growing more fully into my the fullness of my becoming. So, they're the three domains that I, I work with and, and they're a pretty constant companion for how I understand my own development, my own expanding of my awareness and my sense of self into more expansive, integrated and more coherent ways of being in the world. So there are a number of things I pursue or consider when I sort of unpack each of those three domains. There's five of them I'm going to talk about. The first is relationships. We learn more about ourselves and discover more about who we are and who we're becoming through our relationships with other people there's a way of thinking that I work with I should say I understand who I am through my relationships with other people and they that happens in three significant ways one my relationships and those people around me particularly those people that I'm close to have um, deep relationships with is are uh, they're a witness to my own unfolding I learn how to be fully myself through through Practicing it for want of a better phrase with other people. And in that way, they're both a witness, just noticing and accepting and meeting me where I'm at. They're also a mirror. Reflecting back to me what I'm, what I'm giving out, what am I getting back, and helping me understand that element, those elements of myself. And third, and probably most importantly, they just don't take the bull dust or the bullshit that goes with life, and they hold me accountable to being my highest self. Whenever I fall or I collapse or I'm lesser than I could be, they point it out, giving me the feedback to help me to return and notice when I might not be living as consciously. And as awake as I would like. Second, and related to relationships, is rhythms. I have a broad range of support, relational, communion, and community networks I work that I'm a part of, and two of them are incredibly important to me. I'm putting aside for a moment my um, really important relationship with Belinda, my wife, but rhythms. Every Second week, I meet with two dear friends for another gender conversation. We get on the call with each other, we say hi, we take a moment's pause, and then a conversation starts about whatever one of us might be working with or dealing with. And then together, we explore that. Every three weeks, I have a conversation with another trio of people, different trio of people, with a very similar agenda less agenda. We explore topics and those topics provide a stimulus for my own subsequent reflection about what might be going on for me like how did I feel about that where did I react where did I respond where did I connect where did I feel disconnected whatever it might be and I just stay with those and see what happens and that then leads to reflection obviously that sense of inquiring into my own life experiences journaling asking those questions what what was that about for me uh, practicing those elements of reflection or meditation or whatever it might be that helped me to pinpoint what a strength might be what a blind spot might be and ultimately what a developmental or a growth edge or a developmental edge might be for me around my own awareness and self-understanding now all of the all three of those things relationships and rhythms and reflection can be done in concert with life itself that is you know everything is an opportunity for reflection and through very specific relationships and combinations of relationships that I've come to value deeply and rely on deeply in order to stimulate and facilitate my own unfolding and then there's just rest you know switching off slowing down not trying to do development because development can't be forced it just occurs in its own Natural unfolding and allowing myself the opportunity to not do development and just be living life as life unfolds. Finally, I just want to talk briefly about what I'm noticing as my own leading edge of my own development at the moment, which in essence, and I've spoken to this briefly in a previous podcast around this sense of non dual about a collapsing or a bringing together of the boundaries between self and other, self and the moment, self and time, those that non-dual consideration of the presencing and remaining present too, but also becoming an awareness of all reality, the all-at-onceness of things. And this, I say, is a deep practice that I'm working with at the moment That is, I'm finding deeply supportive in me not feeling triggered having a deeper acceptance and a compassion for myself and the life itself and a deep acceptance and compassion for the people around me because they are me i am them they are me and the moment is us so i'm really noticing the how deeply rewarding that is to to actually have a feeling like i'm more fully experiencing life without an agenda and that's not possible without these three domains and continuing to explore my own awareness through body mind and spirit and continuing to practice elements of these things through my relationships and rhythms of relationships and my own reflection and practices of reflection so i'm curious about your own development what are you noticing about not just what you're learning and what you're how you're growing in your skills but what your own awareness and self-understanding is inviting you to become. I look forward to hearing a little bit about that maybe in the comments below in this podcast or on any of the social media platforms that you might find me. Stay well and see you in our next podcast together. Bye for now. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below. And make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath. As well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.